0: and we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. The Allegheny County Health Department has been awarded a $150,000 two-year grant from the Jefferson Foundation to launch what it's calling the Live Well Allegheny Mon Valley Initiative. Now, this funding will aid the health department and its partners to increase the number of people in the Mon Valley with access to smoke-free and tobacco-free environments, as well as access to healthy food and beverage options and access to physical activities. Our guest this morning here on Radio 81, 1550 WZUM and TubeCityOnline.com is Dr. Karen Hacker. She is the director of the Allegheny County Health Department. Good morning, Dr. Hacker. Good morning. Uh, Tell us first of all a little bit about what the Live Well Allegheny uh, program is. That's uh, been underway for about a year now?
1: That's correct. When I first got here, some of the areas that uh, were pretty evidently in need were some of the areas that contribute to chronic disease, and those include things like our smoking rates, our obesity and poor nutrition, and our lack of physical activity. And so actually myself, along with the county exec, began um, not with a lot of resources to start to push out a Live Well Allegheny campaign. And what we had decided with the help of a whole variety of folks who are in this space and doing wonderful work already was that as a county health department, one of the areas we could be... Uh, most helpful in was with working with municipalities themselves, with school districts, and uh, a few others which are going to be coming online. So what we began to do was develop some, some criteria for particularly for municipalities and boroughs. And the first group online was Pittsburgh, and then it began to get followed. We had about 11. Um, but one of the things that that we've done over the course of the last year or so is we've also done a plan for a healthier Allegheny, and a whole needs assessment. It was very evident that, that uh, Mon Valley in particular really bears an undue burden let's, on let's some un- of these chronic diseases.
0: Let's unpack a little bit of this, because I, I think we talked when uh, the health department was beginning the community needs assessment, because you came down to uh, the area. We did. Travosburg uh, and some other communities and and, and and met directly with people. What were some of the findings? Is there, is, is there a big disparity and this is almost a stupid question. I apologize. Is there a big disparity, though, between sort of the wealthier communities in the county and and the uh, more struggling communities? And
1: some of it's driven by poverty, but we also know that some of it's driven by history in terms of the loss of jobs and the loss of um, an economic driver in those areas as okay. well, um, as well as, you know, a history of people who smoked and continued to smoke and um, – you know, not the best food options, basically. So a lot of what uh, we've witnessed in this area, I think, has really contributed to some of these challenges.
0: Is there a website for, by the way, before I forget, for Live Well Allegheny?
1: Uh, yes, there is a website for Live Well Allegheny, which is www.livewellallegheny.com. And I just want to make sure it's not it's not an org, it's a com.
0: <laughs> Dr. Karen Hacker is the director of the Allegheny County Health Department. She's our guest this half hour on Two Rivers Thirty Minutes. We're talking about the new Mon Valley Initiative uh, under Live Well Allegheny that the health department and its partners are launching. You you mentioned that there were 11, I, I guess, communities that that you started out with in the Pittsburgh area.
1: Uh, yeah, and I'm just actually just going online. It is, as I said, www.livewellallegheny.com. Okay.
0: And and, and the 11 communities that you sort of piloted with, um, what what sort of programs uh, oh, did you work on a there?
1: Fast, fast array. So mm-hmm. everything from trails, bike routes, uh, wellness programs for their own staff, uh, for their residents. Some people were doing things with vending machines in terms of getting um, high-fat, high-salt content things out, volunteer pro- t- types of programs, smoke-free parks of yeah. different opportunities.
0: And, and, and so you sort of started internally and, and got people, to, I guess, to sort of internalize the message and then worked outward from there?
1: Well, I think in the, in the cases working with municipalities, we sort of felt that there was a lot of activity going on with individuals, that that wasn't something that we had the staff to do. But we really believe that leadership counts. That municipal government, uh, municipal leadership has a role to play here. And that if they take this on with a fervor, is what we would like, that they begin to think of their communities somewhat differently. That then begins to influence the way they plan. That begins to influence the types of activities that become available for their community. And even in scenarios where there is urban blight, and I know many of the communities we're talking about have experienced that, I still believe that there are ways to get people working together towards a healthier environment.
2: Let me
0: ask you, jump back for a second because one of the things you mentioned was, for instance, trails and and the Pittsburgh region over the last uh, 15 or 20 years has become very um, proud of, and and justifiably so, I think, our regional network of trails. I know in the the McKeesport and Steel Valley areas we have uh, an extensive uh, network of trails which are then patched into the Great Allegheny Passage. Um, McKeesport was just recently named one of the trail towns. Um, But You know, so we have these trails, but I guess my question is then, are we not using them? I mean, we have all these ball fields and and recreational areas in in our communities. Are we not using them?
1: Well, my guess is that there's a group of people that are using them and that by virtue of just having those things nearby, they're going to use them. We want to get to the other people too.
0: <laughs> so it's not enough; it doesn't wear off by osmosis.
1: Exactly. And you know, some people have asked me if, despite by virtue of having a park next to you, does it actually make you healthier? <laughs> it really depends. If you use the park and if you become actively involved with the park, yeah, it will make you healthier. But if you don't, uh, you can't actually say it was the park that that did. Something.
0: This was like when I was in high school and I tried to sleep with the book under my pillow. That Yeah, osmosis doesn't work. It didn't work there. Okay, so.
1: In that way, and it works in other ways, as you know.
0: <laughs> so tell us about, but yeah, and, and we'll get to that because unfortunately it does work in areas like secondhand smoke, right? So to your negative areas, it does work.
1: Correct. And I think part of what our strategy is and what we're really hoping the municipalities will jump on with is if we can surround people with healthy options and make it easier for them to make that decision. I think more people will make that decision. We've certainly seen that with smoking.
0: So tell us, who are some of the partners uh, in in this initiative, both Live Well Allegheny and this particular Mon Valley program?
1: Right. So we're working with the Steel Valley Cog. We're working with Turtle Creek, with the Human Services. We're working with the AIU, both with Allegheny Health Network as well as UPMC Children's in particular – uh, and we're working with economic development. So there's a whole variety of folks who've been participating in this, and I hope I didn't miss anyone. And uh,
0: uh, Did you mention the food bank? And the
1: food bank. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, you've got my. You've <coughs> probably got the press release there. You have all the names. Uh, and then what we're also trying to do is that other efforts that we're working on with Live Well, we really want to connect the dots on that. So, for example, one of the things that we've actually been able to get resources for is to help the food bank develop a mobile a mobile market program, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, and we are really hoping that they will seriously consider, which I believe they will, because after all, they actually are located in the UK, as you know. Yeah. Um, That they will seriously consider putting uh, spots for this market in areas where we have what are called food deserts. And some of those sure. are definitely in the Mon Valley. Uh,
0: well, I, we, we, we've talked about this before in this program, uh, I, or I have talked with other folks. Um, but describe what a food desert is for, for people who may have heard that term and not know what it is. Well,
1: this is actually an agricultural term that comes out of the Department of Ag, so there may be some controversy about the exact way that we define it. But it's really having close access to getting fresh fruits and vegetables and good, healthy food. So, many times what we're going to see and in many of our communities where there are, in quotes, food deserts, they have food. It's just mostly fast food.
0: They, they've, they've got a, I don't want to name names, but like you said, they've got fast food, they've got burger joints or taco joints, um, and, and they and may they have a convenience have store. store
1: you know, and, or the nearest grocery store is quite far away. I think in some communities it's tough because they don't have very large populations, so it's very unlikely that you're ever going to get a grocery store at every single community in Allegheny County.
0: I'm thinking of, of McKeesport, for instance, where we're very fortunate. Someone pointed out to me recently, not only did we get a new uh, uh, full-service supermarket this week, um, we have a Shop and Save and a Giant Eagle and all, all these That's sorts of things.
1: That's great to hear. Well, congratulations.
0: But, you support. know, there are computers, that are computers, there are communities such as uh, Hazelwood, uh, which do not have, I mean, they've got, thankfully, they've got a farmer's market now, but they don't have a supermarket nearby. Right. There are communities like, I don't think the borough of Braddock has a has a supermarket. I don't think Turtle Creek, uh, which is not a impoverished community. I don't think they have a full-service supermarket anymore.
1: So, again, not every one of these communities is going to end up with its own supermarket. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. So what we're thinking is that these type of mobile avenues may also help to bring uh, healthy food to the residents because the other challenge, of course, is transportation.
0: Let's take a quick break. Let's come back to that, and I also want to talk to you about to talk to you about what some of the specific focus uh, communities are, for instance, and maybe about what some of the uh, historic reasons you mentioned, cultural reasons, for instance, why some of these health conditions have emerged. Okay. Absolutely. Dr. Karen Hacker, she is the director of the Allegheny County Health Department. We are talking about the two-year Live Well Allegheny Mon Valley Initiative, focusing on smoke-free and tobacco-free environments, access to healthy foods and beverage options, and access to physical activity in our Mon Valley communities. We'll be right back here. Stay
2: tuned. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, Needs, recreation, safety, and security. The Foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412 664 2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of
0: Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back here on Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh and TubeCityOnline.com. Our guest this morning is Dr. Karen Hacker. She is the director of the Allegheny County Health Department. We're talking about the Live Well Allegheny Mon Valley Initiative that was just announced to focus on our communities. There is a website for Live Well Allegheny. It is www.livewellallegheny.com. Dr. Hacker, is is there a phone number? Can people call the health department if they want more information as well? Of
1: course call the health department, but I would also suggest really going to the website because there's a lot of information there, including resources. Okay. You can identify some of the partners in your communities and some of the other activities going on.
0: I'm thinking about some of our older um, uh, listeners who maybe are not real computer savvy or or not real comfortable with their computer. Uh, What is the number, just in case?
1: Uh, So the main number for the health department is... of course, I'm going to have to get you because I don't call a main number very
0: frequently. It <laughs> used to be 687-ACHD. Is it still there? Yeah,
1: it's 687
0: okay. achd Four okay. one two six eight seven achd but um, you're better off going to the website, livewellallegheny.com. Before we took the break, I, I asked you a little bit, what are some of the uh, focus areas I see in the information that I got? Uh, 64,000 people are, are, are being targeted by this uh, initiative. I, I mean,
1: BC. These, these are the communities that line the Monongahela River. Okay. So, you know, uh, th- but we're not being so strict to say it's only those. So it's, it, but it is those communities that we're most concerned about. So the Keysport down to Clareton and Elizabeth is really... Just the, take, take your finger and sort of talking.
0: draw it down the Route 837 there, and, and you're going you're gonna to hit those communities. What are some of the historic challenges? You, you, you talked about um, lack of job opportunities uh, before we took the break, but what are some, I'm thinking, cultural um, maybe things that have well, been. I think some of the
1: challenges that we face, of course, is that many of these communities had quite lively downtowns, had a lot of access to various different activities when the steel industry was at its height. And with those jobs leaving, and those people leaving, and those stores leaving, and all of those um, sundry uh, support structures leaving, it's left these communities with you know a lot of urban blight, not a lot of access and not the best tra- transportation to get the type of things that they might need to get.
0: Are, are there historic habits, maybe, too? That Because one of the things that is both a benefit and a drawback of, of the Pittsburgh area, and the Mon Valley in particular, is that we tend to put down roots and stay. So, you know, we've talked on this program, for instance, about the ethnic heritage of the Mon Valley area and how that is still important for people to know that, well, my ancestors came from Africa, my ancestors came from Germany, my ancestors came from Russia. Um, i maybe I'm, I'm wondering if there are like ethnic food choices, for instance, that we make that might not be the healthiest ones.
1: So, I would say that there's some, but one could argue that many people, and there have been some good studies looking at this, that people who come to this country actually do better in the first five years when they come to this country when they're still <laughs> eating the way that they used to eat.
0: Because they're eating more natural foods.
1: They're eating more natural foods. They tend to eat more fruits and vegetables. Many of the people who came from foreign countries were living in more agriculture environments, so they did a lot more physical activity, just walking every day. Uh, they come to this country and the portion size increases dramatically.
2: Sure.
1: Uh, they now have access to fast food, high fat content, high sugar content, things that they may never have been able to purchase before uh, in their countries of origin. Um, I think for anybody probably in, who's traveled to some of these countries, we know Europe is now only now really starting to have some of these types of obesity problems. Um, so I would actually say that, you know, Unfortunately, the American culture is part of what we're fighting against.
0: <laughs> so if, if we were eating more of these uh, uh, homegrown foods that, we, that uh, grandpa or great-grandma used to make, uh, maybe we might be better off?
1: People have probably heard the Mediterranean diet is considered actually quite healthful.
0: Okay. And uh, in
1: many cases associated with lower rates of heart disease, for example.
0: I, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your background. Uh, Dr. Hacker, you came to us from the Cambridge, Boston, Massachusetts area? Correct. What are some similarities that, that maybe you have seen from uh, your work in Boston now that you've been in Pittsburgh for, for about two years, right?
1: Yep, exactly two
0: years almost. What, what are some similarities? Well, I think
1: seen? some of the similarities is just moving these agendas forward. Okay. Uh, they started, I have to say, in Boston a little bit further behind. You know, so they were – we started some of these activities probably about 10 to 12 years ago. Okay. But some of the same types of issues, you know, what is being served to children in our schools? We've taken physical activity out of the schools. As we've developed standardized testing, we started to see those kinds of things happening. We, all of us nationwide, Um, are having much more sedentary lifestyles as the job opportunities tend to be in front of computers and children are using computer video games and television and all those kinds of things sort of mixed together. So I don't think, well, well, I would say Boston would certainly perceive itself to be a bit ahead. It likes to see itself that way. Um, Definitely some of the same types of issues. And in many cases, uh, folks who were immigrants two, three generations ago, um, having developed many of their habits and finding those very hard to break, particularly things like cigarette smoking.
2: Let's
0: talk about that because that has been something that um, I work for one of the Pittsburgh universities, but live in the in the Mon Valley, and something that, <clears throat> excuse me, that people from uh, other parts of the country who come here to to work and it, whether it's for the universities or the hospitals or whatever, they comment often on how many people in in Braddock, Homestead, McKeesport, Clareton smoke. That, that that is something that when they they have come here from San Diego or, or or New York or something that they were not used to seeing that many people smoke. Um, is that is there a higher prevalence of that in the Mon Valley than elsewhere?
1: Well, I can't speak specifically for the Mon Valley. Okay. Definitely Allegheny County overall, we have a we have about a twenty three percent. Uh, rate of smoking, which is higher than the state, definitely. Okay. And I can say from my experience as well, I was pretty shocked when I came, uh, in terms of the number of people smoking. And we have this thing, when we—I'm now located downtown in Pittsburgh. When we walk out of the building, we count the number of smokers, and it's far too many. Even women who are pregnant. Yeah. So we have a lot of work to do in this area. I don't think we've seen—you know—everybody knows we did get a Clean Indoor Air Act that yep. was uh, very helpful, but unfortunately, we have a lot of exemptions to that. And Allegheny County has the largest number of exemptions to the clean indoor air act of any place in Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> how do Well, then how do we address that? Because uh, you know, we're, we're going back to the 1950s when, when Reader's Digest first reported that um, uh, there were clear links between cigarette smoking and lung cancer, to the Surgeon General's report in the, in the early 1960s, to the banning of, of cigarette smoking or cigarette ads on TV and radio, but people are still smoking. I mean, we've had 50, yeah. 60 years of, of people saying, "Look." There's clear links between smoking and, and serious lung problems, heart problems, uh, circulatory problems. So what? how do we get this message across now with this initiative?
1: Well, I think we're going to try to work very specifically, again, with municipalities. Okay. One thing we have with the Clean Indoor Air Act is that individual municipalities are not allowed to change that act. Okay. So they can't decide on their own, we're going to make it completely illegal to smoke anywhere. You can't smoke in a bar, even if it has X amount of food or whatever. You just can't. Uh-huh. Uh, that is done at the state level. We are desperately trying to um, amend the Clean Indoor Air Act to get rid of some of these exemptions. But in the meantime, I think there are things that municipalities can do, such as, and, and number of, a number of communities have, and I don't know if any in the Mon have it yet, uh, they can make their parks smoke-free. Okay. They can consider um, making extra space, for example, around municipal buildings smoke-free. One I, of the things we would love to see, and, and I'm sure there are many people who would disagree with me on this, but we would love to see some increase in the tobacco taxes. We know that there are a direct correlation between raising that tax and decreasing the number of smokers.
0: I, I, I believe I believe we have seen, um, and I may be mistaken on this, I think in McKeesport, the playground uh, areas are smoke-free, and there's a buffer zone know, around them, I think. Which
1: ones they were, but that's one of the efforts that people can do. So one of the things we would like to do is help municipalities understand what... Role they can potentially play in this. I think the other thing is we want to be able to utilize the services that we do have. There's an organization called Tobacco Free Allegheny which uh-huh. we're working with, and they do have lots of access to cessation programs. Uh, another thing that's happening is that many of the housing authorities are going smoke free. Okay. The county housing authority is going smoke free, and it is our understanding that in the future, anybody who gets HUD money is likely going to have to be
0: smoke free. What we're talking about right now, though, is, and I should mention once again, our guest is Dr. Karen Hacker. She's the director of the Allegheny County Health Department. We're talking about the Live Well Allegheny Mon Valley Initiative. It's a two-year program being funded by the Jefferson Foundation. I, let me ask, that a lot of these are punitive-type measures. You know, that we'll raise taxes, we'll ban smoking, we'll uh, bar smoking from public parks, for instance. But what are some positive things? What are we some positive behavior-changing things that are not punitive?
1: Well, I think part of what we want to do is make it as easy as possible for people to get cessation. Okay. And there's lots of things that we know that work now. And I was mentioning our partner Tobacco-Free Allegheny because we can get cessation programming to folks, uh, including getting them free access to things like Nicorette gum, all okay. those types of things that really do work. I just. Uh, and so we want to encourage people to try to quit and that there are now multiple pharmaceutical strategies to help them do so.
0: I uh, just learned the other day, and I, I'll mention this for the benefit of our listeners, that on Thursday afternoons from 4.30 to 6.30 at the 9th Street Clinic in McKeesport, there are free smoking cessation programs that's on uh, 9th Street in the former YWCA building. Um, so, yeah, there are those those programs out there that, that, that maybe the word just needs to be spread more.
1: Right. And, and also, I mean, I have family members who are smokers, and I think it takes a number of times. sometimes to so just stick with it. <laughs> and, and I think knowing that... Uh, you know, both, as you said, the, the scenarios where you make it harder and harder to smoke, change the dynamics so that it's not the normative behaviors. Um, it's certainly hard to smoke to stop smoking if everybody in your family smokes. Sure. But to also offer people as many options as possible to help them get off it. Because I would say, in, in general, most people would love not to have to be paying what they have to for cigarettes.
0: Oh boy, would they ever. Our our guest this morning is Dr. Karen Hacker. She is the director of the Allegheny County Health Department. We're going to take one more quick break.
2: Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clairton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of
0: Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview, or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few minutes with Dr. Karen Hacker from the Allegheny County Health Department here on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, and TubeCityOnline.com. We're talking about the Live Well Allegheny Mon Valley Initiative. This is a two year program that is being funded by a $150,000 grant from the Jefferson Foundation. It is promoting smoke free and tobacco free environments, access to healthy food and beverage options, and access to physical activity opportunities. Some of the partners in this include Allegheny Health Network, Allegheny Intermediate Unit. Uh, Children's Hospital of UPMC, the Steel Valley Council of Governments, the Human Services Center Corporation, Tobacco-Free Allegheny, Just Harvest, uh, Allegheny County Economic Development, and the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. We talked a little bit about uh, the smoke-free uh, environments and, and ways to uh, both sort of use a carrot-and-stick approach to... Um, Get people to stop smoking. Let's talk a little bit more about the healthy food options. Let's let's talk about the carrots now <laughs> instead of the instead of the cigarettes. Let's we'll talk about the the carrot and the stick. We'll talk about the carrots. Um, what are some ways that uh, people are going to see changes in terms of healthier food options in their communities?
1: Well, as I mentioned before, we are working with um, Just Harvest uh-huh. and we're working with the food bank to both increase um, the options available for folks. The uh, concept of this mobile market is one of the strategies we're using. And also with Just Harvest is really trying to expand, you know, these farmer's markets and things like that.
0: We've seen, I, I mentioned earlier in the program that uh, Hazelwood, for instance, I there's a farmer's market there almost every day. There's a mobile food market there. And there's also uh, community gardens right. starting up there because they don't have a supermarket. But, but I see that, and it's like, what a great opportunity to get fresh local produce.
1: Correct. And I think even the gardens and having people grow their own produce, I think, you know, we've seen them as being wonderful community buildings kind of, you know, scenarios where – Folks get out there, and they actually, people who love to garden, and then they have produce as a result of it. Now, all those things, of course, don't solve all the problems. Uh-huh. So some of the things that we're also really interested in, and we're, we're talking now with restaurants around the county, is making sure that that a customer knows that there are healthy options within a restaurant that they can choose. We certainly cannot force people to choose these things, but yeah. what we do, again, is we want to make sure that they know those options are
0: available. That can, be very diff- that can be very difficult and very intimidating, and, and you, can view, you can even uh, – peer pressure. We talked, you talked about smoking and how, you know, if everyone around you smokes, you are liable to end up smoking too. If you go to a restaurant and uh, everybody around you is ordering fried food or they're ordering um, the, the, those Bloomin' Onions and the, the fried appetizers and whatever, it can feel very intimidating if you are getting a salad with dressing on the side.
1: Correct. Now, there's a, there's a couple of things that are happening nationally that will help us out. Number one is as part of the Affordable Care Act – Any restaurant chain that has more than 15 restaurants will be required to post calorie counts. Okay. So people will be able to actually see, you know, that that bloomin' onion is whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't even know, 1,500 calories, something like that.
2: Something like that, yeah.
1: Um, Little things sometimes make a big difference. And I'm a big believer that we have to believe as individuals that we can make change through small steps. If you're going to go out there and tomorrow try to change everything, I hate to say it, but most people aren't very successful. Yes. Yeah. Of course. There are all those people who just say, I'm quitting tomorrow. Yeah. I'm losing 50 pounds by this date, and they do it, and we applaud them. But most of us need to take this one literally physically
0: one step, step at a time. time. So let's – that. There's a perfect segue in, in these last few minutes to talk about the physical activity portion of this. We, I mentioned that we have all these trails. Practically every one of our Mon Valley communities has at least one uh, baseball or softball field or a tennis courts or, or, or playgrounds. But these things provide, I guess, no benefit to us if we're not using them.
1: That's right. And I think people can... You know, first of all, we're all everybody's getting into the fact that their phones tell them how many steps they take mm-hmm. and they have a this bit and that bit and all the other things. And so there's a whole lot of information now that we can get even about our own activity. And I find that those are the kind of things that sometimes make you take the stairs instead of taking the elevator.
0: It becomes kind of a game to see how many steps Absolutely. I can get. And you'll
1: start to notice that on the days when you have more steps you don't tend to gain weight. Whereas on the days where you don't and you're sitting in that desk all day long, yeah. or in your couch, or wherever you're sitting, it's much harder to do so because we're You know, ultimately, we are what we eat, as they say. Um, I think the other thing is, if we have more options for healthy food that are around us um, and that they taste better, there's going to be a higher likelihood that we'll probably eat those things as opposed to something that looks like you know a, a very bland meal and doesn't have a lot of the sugar and the salt and the fat, which makes things taste good. Yeah. Uh, there are one of the things again that's happened I think as a result of this calorie count is that many of the chains including the fast food chains are listing all of this information and many of the fast food chains actually do have some healthy options
0: is the this initiative going to be coming out into the community will people see this at their uh, community festival or carnival or at their borough building or township building? I
1: think the more we can get the brand out there, the better. Okay. I think the place they're going to see it again is we're going to start by working with the municipal governments. Okay. And we're going to be working with the school districts. Okay. Then as we begin to roll out the work with the restaurants, hopefully they'll start to see the logos on the restaurants that are actually participating. So I, I would sort of look forward in that way and look for some of the activities that these communities may be offering.
0: So, so the borough mayors and, and council presidents and council members and, and so forth will be hearing about this. But if people who are, have been listening to this want more information, uh, give us once again your website.
1: www com.
0: Our guest this morning has been Dr. Karen Hacker. She is the director of the Allegheny County Health Department. In the last uh, uh, 30 seconds, any, any final thoughts?
1: No, I think that basically what we're trying to ultimately do here is start a social movement. Okay. You know, and I think that it's going to take all of us to participate, to really change our own behaviors and our neighbors' behaviors and our community's behaviors. And that's the road to healthier... Um, Allegheny County.
0: Thank you, Dr. Hacker, for taking some time to talk with us this morning. You're welcome. And thank you all for listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription Description to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, PO Box 94, the Keysport PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Online.
2: Bye.